Welcome to Goodfellas Ship, a Christ-centered podcast from three average college students. We hope you enjoy. He's always late. <sighs> Come on, Nick. Where Where is he? Oh, there he is. Um, Nick, let's go. Oh my God. Not that usher. Stop. Don't let it burn. Come on. Don't let it burn. No, boo! Is he riding Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Turn that off. Take it seriously? I'm serious. I'm very serious. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. Ten minutes late, Nick. You are ten minutes late. Sorry. It's two o'clock in the morning. It's two o'clock in the morning. That's what I wanted to say. All right, you ready? Yeah, we got this. I'm press record, ready? Okay. This is Tommy. This is Seth. This is Nick. Welcome to Good Fellowship, a Christ-centered podcast from three average college students. You could say uh, three po- three P's in a podcast. This is why I didn't want to come on the show. <laughs> this is why we I thought of that all night. I thought of that. It took me all night to think of that. <laughs> I liked it. That's good. That's good. It's, uh, it's Good Friday today. So it's we're... a great Friday. Uh, great Friday shit. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I should call it Good Friday shit. I think that would be a better name for, <laughs> for today. Oh, yeah. Great. And we're good. Fo- okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Next up. Next up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so it's Friday and we're going to put this out Monday, which is the day after Easter. So we're going in this Easter weekend. Well, we're pretty pumped for it. Would you guys say that? Yeah. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. yeah. And the topic we're going to we're going to cover today is completely Easter related. So we want to start quick with uh, what do you have to get us going? Uh, you guys have anything? Well, just this week, it's been really awesome to see how God's been revealing different things to me that I really need to work on. Um, after the last podcast we did, uh, just to see how God was ripping and tearing things out of me, um, it's been pretty real, uh, to say the least. But to actually strive to work on those things and strive to fix those things, it's been very very tough but very um i guess you could say fruitful week for mm-hmm. me um but that, that's what i have do you all have anything else nick mm-hmm. that was okay we all said it cool. that speaks for all of us too <coughs> yeah you know yeah. In everyday life cool. <clears throat> all right so um we're gonna be talking about the cross today and the significance of it and just honestly every aspect of it and the resurrection of course too and just the importance of that so you guys want to start it out anyone want you want to take it, Nick? Or? Yeah, I will. Uh, so, you know, while we were reading yesterday, yeah. um, one thing that really stuck out to me about the cross was uh, the grace of the cross. And um, there's a story in Luke. <clears throat> it's about the crippled woman, and I'll read a few uh, verses from it. Starting in uh, Luke 13.10. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had only been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I don't know, man, that touched me. And um, you know, for 18 years, she struggled, yeah. you know. Um, and she couldn't stand up straight. And, you know, I think a lot of times in our lives, you know, we can't stand up straight. You know, and that, in that one moment, you know, he freed her, and uh, he broke her chains, man. And she stood up, she praised God, and... I think that really reflects on the cross because, you know, the cross in one eternal moment, you know, broke us free from our chains. And, I, you know, that was deep to me and that, that really spoke to me. And, you know, I want to live my life, you know, in accordance to that. You know, so, praise God That's for awesome. that. It's, oh, yeah. it's cool to see that you said 18 years she struggled and Jesus just literally said, you're free from your infirmity. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Like, as soon as that happened, it was immediate. Um, that's awesome. Stood up straight. <clears throat> yeah, and then that, that's what the cross does for us, too. It just 
it saves us immediately. Yeah. And when we accept it, it saves us, you know? Grace is overwhelming. It is. You know, and yeah. the cross is overwhelming. You know, so. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and just going off of that, um, I have the point of, or just the, the statement of, we crucify Christ daily. Like, I think we think Christ was crucified back then so long ago, 2,000 years ago, and that's it. But the truth is, we continue to crucify him daily. Uh, John 19.6, here it is. It says, as soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. Uh, with that, it just, we, we picture these people, like, we, we read this, we read the scripture and we're like, how could they crucify the Son of God? How could they do this? And the truth is, we crucify him every single day. Like an example I heard once, it's like, we read the story of Genesis about Adam. Yeah. And we read Adam and, and Eve and like, how could they, why, why would they sin? Are they that stupid? And we think we're just... An, an inheritance of their sin, but the truth is we're active participants in their sitting, in mm -hmm. their sitting. So in the same sense, we crucify Jesus every single day, you know, with, with how we act, with what we do daily, with how we sin, and every disobedient act we do is is crucifying him and putting him back on the cross. We abuse his grace. Yeah, we do. We do. And we take it for granted way too much. Yeah, every do. single day. Definitely. I think we have to understand the power of the cross to truly know, you know, that what we're doing is wrong and what we're truly doing to him every single day. Yeah. And like you said, the power of the cross, I think it's good to touch on the power of his blood, like what mm -hmm. that does, like how that washes over us and how that truly cleanses us every single day. Yeah. Every single time we go and we're like, yeah. Lord, I'm so sorry for this. Um, and like you said, you, you're saying take advantage of his grace, like that happens. But to know that when when we go to God and we fall on our knees and we're just like, God, I messed up. And like you said, the woman stood up immediately yeah. and was healed. Yeah. Like as soon as we're like, God, I messed up. Like we're healed. Like we're, we're forgiven. It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think it's I encouraging that. because, you know, like you said, we crucify him daily, but the woman, you know, he freed us, mm. you know? And so that should be an encouragement. And the fact that, you know, you don't have to continue to live your life the way you have. You know, we're new. You know, we've yeah. been made new. Uh, we're clean. You know, he's washed it. He's washed all our sin away, and you know, yeah. he's healed us. He's, he's healed us from that evil spirit that we've been you know, struggling with for 18 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, for life, and uh, our burdens have been, you know, broken. Our chains are broken. Yeah. I, it, it reminds me. I don't have the scripture right here, but it's about the woman in the well, mm -hmm. and when Jesus confronts her. He's like, you're forgiven. Go on, go on without sinning. Like, he forgives us, and, like, his blood washes us, but not only that, like, the power of the cross is to go on and not live that life anymore. Not live that lifestyle. Not live in that sin anymore. Um, so I also see the power, the, the cross as a symbol of change in mm -hmm. our lives. Um but yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was looking up um, Romans 5, 6, and it says, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. So at our weakest, at our, when we're stuck in that sin for 18 years, like the woman, Christ died for us. Yeah. So that we don't have to come to the cross perfect. God doesn't call us to come to the cross unblemished, but we can come as we are, yeah. sinners in, in need of a Savior. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, uh... And that really emphasizes, too, how we crucify Him daily while He dies for us daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that we put him up there, but he still says, I love you. Dang. I'm going to die for you. And I think a lot of times we're we're very scared because we feel too, like, dirty or unclean to yeah. go to the cross. 
But think about what the cross is. Think of how dirty and unclean the cross is and what, what Jesus displayed on that. Like, we don't have to be clean. We're never going to be full, like, sinless. We're never going to be clean until we're with him. Yeah. So to think that we can't go to him and confess our sins and um, ask for forgiveness, it's silly, really. But a lot of times we do that, and we're just scared to go to him. But he's just waiting there. Um, like the parable, I, I know you're going to talk about this later, I think, but the parable of the um, the lost son, he's waiting there like the father with open arms, just wanting to take us in and um, hug us. Yeah. So this is, this is probably a bold claim, but I can say that no one has ever outsend the cross. Hmm. No one has ever done anything that Christ can't hasn't died for and that he can't overcome. So the, no matter what your past is or no matter what you're stuck in, Jesus has already died for it. That's and crazy. you should be very thankful for That's that. That's actually really cool, Tommy. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy to see how, like, the most beautiful things come out of the ugly situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. Christ shines through it all, and that's, that's awesome. So you brought up the parable of the lost son, and I was going to talk about that. And uh, since we talked about grace and, you know, how he extends that to us, I want to talk about, like, rejoice, you know, rejoicing mm. uh, in Christ, you know, mm. in the cross. And so basically the parable of the lost son, uh, the son uh, took his inheritance from his father, took his property from his father, and uh, he left, and he was gone. And um, he wandered off, you know, kind of like we do. But when he returned, after so many years, his father, with open arms, like, just grabbed him, you know, and just loved him. And to me, that's what the cross is. You know, the cross meets us. You know, the cross is our return. Yeah. Like, uh, the cross is like, it's Jesus running to us. You know, it's meeting us in our mess. And, you know, like that, ah, man, you know, that brings me to my knees, you know. And uh, it's where, like, we get to celebrate him, and it's where he celebrated us, Yeah. you know. And that's crazy. And I, I was reading it, and um, in 1532 it says, But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found, you know. His joy, you know, extends to us, you know, and we get to rejoice in that. You know, that, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Cross is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Jesus' pain brings him so much joy. Yeah. So the pain that he endured brings us joy, yes, but it brings him so much more joy because he loves us that much. Mm. This is very powerful. I'll tell you, have you all, I'm sure you have, like, just ever thought about what the cross really was? Mm. Like, what it actually was. You see a lot of people wearing it around their neck. Or have it tattooed on their arm. Or, or they put it in their houses like to stop Paranormal Activity 5 from happening. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched that movie, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you see you see it just kind of misused a lot in today's society. But I was thinking about it when we were um, working on this yesterday. The cross was a device used to cause extraordinary pain that would lead to death. Okay. Today, I, I guess the closest thing maybe would be the electric chair. Um, but what the cross was, it was used to put the worst of the worst of the worst criminals to death. Um, but to think our Savior took that on, um, it's just it's crazy to me. So I kind of get three things out of the cross. And those are love, his gifts, and his power displayed. So I'll just talk about love for a second. Um, the cross is really the ultimate display of God's love, and I, I know we kind of touched base on this, but he displayed his love for us by sending his one and only son to die for our mistakes. Like, it's just crazy to think. And I know we've all heard this ver verse before, but it goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about. So, Matt, I put Matthew, John 3.16, um, 
For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Like, that's just crazy to think about. That whoever believes in him will have eternal life. So, his love is displayed through that because he loves us so much to just pick us up, like you were saying about the, the parable of lost son, hold us, and just never let go. Even when we go away from him, even when we run away as fast as possible, but then we come back and like, God, I messed up. He never fails to just grab us and love us and just keep doing that day after day after day. Um, and that that's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have his gifts. First of all, we have the gift of eternal life, like I said. Um, but to have that with our Father, to spend eternity with our Lord and Savior, um, we have the freedom from our sin. Knowing that <clears throat> what he did on the cross frees us from ever having to, to worry about that sin again. Like, obviously... We're still sinning. We're still messing up, but we know that we're clean because of it. We're we're clean because of His blood. We're no longer slaves to it. No longer mm-hmm. slaves to it. I like that. And then we have Him. Um, and when I when I say we have Him, I mean His Holy Spirit that He He lavishes on us. Um, John sixteen seven through eight says, "But I tell you the truth." It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. So that's just talking about the Holy Spirit and how we have that. We have that gift to know what, that Jesus is walking with us in our daily steps, in our daily struggles. He's with us. Um, and that that's just so beautiful in itself to know that every single day he's with us um and then the last one his power he displays his power through the cross by literally defeating death i think a lot of times we um we kind of diminish what he did there like he rose again from the dead yeah and that just that blows my mind and i it's really hard to even wrap my mind around but he God literally, he defeated death. Yeah. And I, t- that, I take that for granted a lot too. Yeah. Like he just, he defeated death. Like it's, yeah. it's easy to say it once you read it, but to actually think about that. Yeah. I don't know. Cause death is like, it's the most powerful thing in this world besides love. Hmm. And God overcame that. I don't know. I just, when you know, when you realize he defeated death, you realize you can overcome anything with the cross. It's more than just reading the word. It's applying it to your life. It yeah. is. Yeah. And like, uh, truly understanding you know what the cross means to you, man. Seth, that's really good, man. That's really, really good. Yo, so uh, one thing you mentioned, Seth, was you said love. Yeah. And that was the third thing that I got out of the cross. And um, it was huge for me. And so in Luke, uh, it, there's a story about where Jesus is being crucified and there's a thief that's being mm-hmm. crucified with him. Yeah. Okay, and uh, it starts in Luke 23, 34, and I'll read it, read it through. And it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you were the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you were under the same sentence, 
We are punished justly, for we are getting what, we, what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you'll be with me in paradise. And bro, like, like they mocked him. Like the Christ, I mean the Christ, the cross, yeah. it was, it was brutal. You know, it was ugly. Like this man was abused. He was tormented. Like we don't think of it like that. Like he was battered and bruised and bloody. Like it was ugly. You know, they mocked him. And you said earlier, Tommy, about how we weren't there, but we were participants. We crucified Christ. You know, like, oh my, like, it was ugly, man. And, uh, you know, but his response to that was, I love you. You know, in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them if they do not know what they are doing. Yeah. You know, he said, I love you. You know, like, these people were questioning his claims of being the son of God. You know, like, they mocked him. Yeah. How, uh, how crazy is it, too, just to show the hatred of Jesus? Verse 40, but the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear? Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, verse 39, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The fact that this, this guy was being crucified and still hated on Jesus. I know. And this may be all out of nowhere, but it just this kind of, I feel like it relates to us in a way. When we feel like we're being crucified and we feel like we're in so much pain and we insult Jesus just because we're in so much pain. I don't know. It just Man, no, that that's so awesome because I was thinking of two different ways we could take this yeah. or relate to this. So we're either the guy on his right that mar or whatever side it was, but then yeah. mocked him or the guy that was like, um, for, <laughs> forgive him, like forgive us. Um, and like, so I like in verse 41, we are punished. The, the other thief says we are punished justly. For we are getting what, what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Like, when we realize that Jesus is literally sitting up on that cross, like you were saying, just beaten, bruised, bleeding, yeah. like, and he literally did nothing wrong, then we're accepting the fact that he's taking all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our disgustingness, if that's a word, um, and, <laughs> and just taking that upon himself and dying for it. But then, if we're like the other thief, the, yeah, the other criminal that was like, save us, but was hurling insults at the same time, at the same time like, it's uh, it's just, it gets really messy really fast. It's just, it it's really like, cool uh, to see. But. Like the, the criminal that mocked him, uh, like we crucified you know, Jesus in our selfishness. Hmm. Like, we deserve the cross. Like, we deserve death. Our justice is death, hmm. you know, but he took that upon himself. For us so that we can live freely like that just screams i love you like that yeah. that's it, it oh man it's beautiful to me you know and like yesterday i truly saw that for like the first time yeah. like the beauty of the cross and like the beauty of christ like jesus christ is the cross mm -hmm. you know and he has set us free i don't know like uh, it just it, blows it, me it, away we, we put him on the cross and yet he says father forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing either. Every single day, we're doing the same thing to him. But God loves us so much. Despite the fact that we put him up there, he says, Lord, forgive them. Forgive them of their sins. Mm. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I wrote something down yesterday while I was reading. Yeah. And uh, it said, uh, Jesus Christ is our forgiveness. Jesus Christ is our surrendering. Jesus Christ is our salvation. And Jesus Christ is the cross, you know. We are righteous because he is righteous, you yes. know. The cross wasn't a, wasn't one moment. It's it's eternal, mm -hmm. you know. What he's done for us is eternal, and uh, he paved the way for us.
know, I praise God for that. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ is his mercy. Mm, that's awesome. Wow, man, that that's really good, Nick. Thank um, you. So, when you were talking about that, it just it got me thinking about um, a verse in Romans. It's so I pulled it up real quick. It's Romans five, chapter five, verse verses six through eight. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. So I think that's so awesome because I like when it says he... Some people might dare to die for maybe someone they know, but for a stranger... Like, do you ever think about that? God literally died for people that he just... No idea. Like, yeah. I mean, that just blows my mind. Like, obviously, God, God knows us, but God... Or Jesus died for everyone. Like, could you imagine, like, I, I think about, like, sacrificing my life for a family member or something like that, like, if need be, but, yeah, need be, I said it, but, <laughs> but to die for someone I might hold a grudge against or I'm bitter towards or just don't even know, and I'm not saying Jesus was like that at all, obviously he wasn't, he wasn't bitter, he didn't, nothing like that, but I couldn't imagine doing that, but he did it, he, he literally died for people that he just were strangers to him, that were mocking him. like, And I know that it reiterates everything we were just saying, but that's just crazy to me. And it, it's, it's beautiful at the same time. Um, yeah, and, and God is uh, hes an omniscient God, so he knows everything. Yeah. Which means he foreknows everything. So he, he knew before time who was going to accept him and who wouldn't. And it's cool to see that he still, that God still dies for the people he knew wouldn't accept him. Yeah. He still gives them that chance and that, that opportunity to accept him. Yeah, I, I like that. He, he still gives them that chance and that opportunity for, for them to accept him. I love that. Like, you could just say that one more time, and yeah. that would, like, just, that'd be awesome. It, it, it fills me with exuberance. Exuberance? Where did <laughs> where, you get from? I have a thesaurus sitting Man, there. Man, that's not my Man, I thought lavish was good. Synopsis last <laughs> week. I got, I got two in, like, the last two weeks, but exuberant? Like, what's that even mean? I don't know. I Googled it. So with all that, I think uh, I think I can wrap it up here. Um, <clears throat> how often do we belittle the cross and belittle his sacrifice? Uh, too often. Too Very, often. Yeah. It's an everyday thing, definitely. Um, we we got to realize that Jesus' death frees us, it liberates us, it gives us a chance at eternal life, and it completely covers us in grace. So John 1.16 says, Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given, which is just an amazing verse. So when we deny the cross and when we continue to indulge in our sin, we're pretty much looking God straight in the face and saying, I don't want you. Is mm. that you, correct? Jeez. We say to God, the cross isn't enough for us. Eternal life isn't enough for me. I want now. I want what, what I have now. So like Seth was saying earlier, the cross isn't just some wooden monument or some necklace we hang around to say, look at me, I'm a Christian. Mm. Um, it's the reason we're alive today. It's God's grace mercifully poured out on us by the death of his son, who is himself, God himself. You know, it's the reason we woke up today. It's the reason I got out of bed today. It's the reason I can breathe today. And it's the reason I don't die as soon as I indulge in something sinful. It's just, there's so much, it's grace on top of grace. Mm. And even when God knows we're going to fail, there's already grace given to us mm. from the cross. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so just a final note here, just to, to emphasize how important the cross is, Christ's sacrifice brings us into righteousness with him. 
We talked about last week how God's a perfect and holy God, and only He can do so. Second uh, Corinthians five twenty one says, "God made Him no, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God." So with that, God took on Himself every single sin ever, not just sin committed before the cross, but sin committed after the cross, and sins that we haven't even committed yet. How many times can I say committed? Uh, <laughs> so that's why this death that Jesus died is the most important and agonizing death of all time. Physically, yes, crucifying is awful, but spiritually it takes it to a whole new level. Just to have all of that sin, that uh, I, I can't fathom that. And every act laid against the perfect God was laid on that God himself. So with that, only God can make us righteous because we're the ones sinning against him. So only he can justify us. And that, that's just, it's so awesome about the cross is that it just, his grace was just poured on us, you know? And this, it's, it's beautiful, man. It is. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a good word, Tommy. That was a good word, Seth. You know, I appreciate you guys. It was a really good show. Uh, I thought it spoke our hearts well, you know. Guys, look for us. We'll be uh, posting on Monday. Uh, love you all. Grace and peace. And, um, yeah, it's Monday, so I hope you all had a really good um, holiday weekend. Happy Easter. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Bro, are you going to get that pop-up? Bro, get out of my face. I'm about to. Yeah, good fellowship. Bye.